Amen, amen. God is indeed good. I invite you to remain standing in body or spirit as you are able as we read together from God's holy word. It comes to us today from Matthew chapter four. Immediately after Jesus has been baptized and sent forth into ministry, we hear these words of him going into the wilderness. These may be familiar words for us, but God's spirit can always lead us to new understandings of God's holy word. Let us receive these words this morning. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourselves down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said to him, all of these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Please be seated. And I invite you as you are to join with me in an attitude of prayer this morning. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The most powerful, literal wilderness experience that I have ever had came about five years ago as I was in a program through Hendricks College called uh, a the Institute for Clergy and Civic Engagement. In this, we as clergy from a number of different churches and denominations entered into a couple of years worth of learning experiences on how we as pastors could engage in the life of the world beyond the church walls, how it was that we could engage with the world around us being public witnesses for God in the world. One of the trips that we had took us down to Tucson, Arizona, and the land south of Tucson, leading up to the border with Mexico. On this trip, we were learning from and interacting with folks that were active in confronting the border crisis down south. People from different churches and denominations and organizations seeking to help in humanitarian aid and seeking to help advocate for those whose voices are sometimes difficult to hear among the noise of politics. 
In one of the experiences that we had, we were taken by one of the pastors that led a group of folks periodically to drop water in the desert. They knew kind of the route that people would wander as they sought to come to a new world and to flee their old lives and to flee to safety here in the United States. But many times those journeys through the wilderness and through the hundred plus degree heat of the desert could be deadly. And so this group of pastors would go and bring gallons of water and drop them for those that might traverse that dangerous way. As we walked through this brush wilderness wanderings, as we felt the hot sun beating down on our backs, as we saw remnants of items left behind as people needed to lighten their loads, we saw backpacks and stuffed animals that had been left behind, baby blankets, a grave marker. And I couldn't help but thinking that the wilderness It's a dangerous place, a fearful place, a place where you can encounter all sorts of awful things and where it may be tempting to lose hope. It's no wonder that in scripture, there are a number of times where the people wander through the wilderness And there, it is considered a dangerous place to traverse as well. For those hearers of Matthew's gospel, one of the most familiar stories that they would have been told, that would have brought up ideas of wilderness wanderings for them, came from the Israelites. The story of the deliverance of their ancestors from slavery in Egypt to the promised land. But before they were to enter the promised land, they spent 40 years in the wilderness, in the desert. And in those 40 years, they found themselves struggling, struggling to keep up hope, struggling to keep up faith, struggling to remember God who had brought them out of slavery and who promised to bring them into life. They forgot. In the wilderness wanderings, in the fears and in the anxieties and in all of the stress of living in the wilderness, they forgot the promises of their God. And they overlooked the acts of God there in the wilderness that provided for them still. We sang the song earlier today, Honey in the Rock. Honey in the Rock, water from stones, manna on the ground. Those are references to when God provided for the people there in the wilderness when it seems as if there was no hope, when it seemed as if there was no way that they could provide for themselves, God provided for them. Manna, bread came from heaven each and every day 
water sprung up from unexpected places in the desert to allow them to survive. And yet still, for the people, that wilderness seemed so overwhelming that they didn't often see what God was doing. They would tell themselves and argue amongst themselves that they wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to go back because life was so hard in this wilderness and it seemed as if that wilderness would never end. As if they would never be able to make it to the new life that they had been promised. The wilderness was so overwhelming that they forgot the promises and the providence of God. Sometimes I think that we do that too. That when we find ourselves not necessarily in wilderness wanderings in an actual desert, but when we find ourselves confronted by a health diagnosis or a relationship that seems to be falling apart, when we find ourselves confronted by a failing grade or by not getting into a school or getting a job that we thought we had, when life seems to be falling apart and not look like the way that we thought it would, we can find ourselves wandering in the wilderness. And we, like those Israelites, can forget the promises of God. It is our human inclination to be overcome by wilderness wanderings, to be overcome by fear and anxieties and doubts and questions, to allow the stress of life's circumstances to overwhelm us. We humans have been doing that for thousands and thousands of years. So maybe that is why when Jesus became God in flesh, and came to earth to live among humans, to experience all that we experienced, he had to go into the wilderness. And as he did going into the wilderness after his baptism, after hearing the words of God say, you are my beloved, my son, in you I am well pleased. He goes and hears another voice. The voice of the devil, or as translated here and in other places, the tempter or the adversary. One who is challenging him, telling him different words than you are beloved. Telling him that his success in the wilderness is up to him alone. You're hungry, the tempter says. Turn the stone into bread. I know you can do it. You, you think that this wilderness is all that there is. Well, prove, invite God to prove God's self. Make the angels listen to you. Take control and jump off of the top of the building. Make the angels catch you. 
Take control of this situation in the wilderness where it seems uncontrollable. It is up to you to do that. Take a look at the kingdoms of the earth. All of these kingdoms. It is up to you to assert power and control and you can do that. All power and all control over everything can be yours if you just worship me. Take control. Forget what God has said. Forget the one who will always catch you, who will always be there, who already is there in all of the kingdoms of the world. Forget all of that. It is up to you and you alone to get yourself through this wilderness. There are a lot of voices that we hear that say the same thing. When we find ourselves facing a health diagnosis, facing cancer treatments, facing a relationship falling apart, facing a job loss or the loss of a beloved parent who was the one that you always called in times of trouble. It's up to you. You're in this alone to get through it. Assert the power. Take every opportunity that you can to assert that control. Voices that silence the one that lies deep within that says you are my beloved. And I am with you always. But the good news of the gospel the good news that we receive from Jesus' encounter in the wilderness today is that there is no place so deserted. There is no place so desolate. There is no place in our lives or in the world that is so far gone that God's presence does not go there. God goes with us wherever we traverse in the wilderness to bring us through. Now this doesn't mean that we avoid the wilderness. It doesn't mean that we avoid struggles and difficulty. It doesn't mean that when God calls us beloved, that means that pain is not something that we will experience. That is not the promise of God. The promise of God is not that we avoid the struggles of life, but the promise of God is that I will be with you through those struggles. And so no matter how many voices we hear, telling us that we must assert control, that it is up to us and us alone to get ourselves through. We must remember the promise of God and the presence of Christ that is with us, speaking a different narrative than the one 
that the voices of the world would have us hear. I had the opportunity when I was in seminary to intern with an organization called Borderless Friendship Foundations in Thailand. I did a lot of work with this organization that helped to support the Hill Tribes people, an ethnic minority population in the northern part of the country of Thailand that had migrated down from China through Burma, Myanmar, and into Thailand, fleeing each step of the way political persecution. One of the parts of the organization was helping to support orphanages that existed up there in the mountains of northern Thailand. One of the orphanages where I spent some time was in the village of Kanoi. And in the village of Kanoi, the man who ran that orphanage name was Jafat. Jafat was, is, a pastor. A pastor who always wanted to be an advocate and a supporter and a helper for his people. The people that he felt responsibility for, that God had, had given them this responsibility for these people. And Jafat had found himself in this quest to be an advocate and to be a protector of his people. He found himself fighting in the war in Myanmar. And on one occasion, he found that he had been kind of drawn back into the brush, into the wilderness. He'd been separated from everyone else and he didn't know if he was going to survive. And he says that as he sat there in the wilderness, fearful for his life, fearful for the future, fearful for everything, he felt so incredibly alone. But he prayed. He said, I gave that up to God. I remembered, I remembered what God had done so many times for so many people. I remembered the stories of God with the Israelites. I remembered the stories of God with all of those people who had been fighting for their lives and fleeing from oppression. And he said, in that moment, I felt God's presence with me. I felt God's love come over me. And I felt the, the light of God lead me. Deeper into a cave he went where he found two young children who had been abandoned by their parents who had died in the violence. And he said, at that moment, I realized that not only was God's presence with me, but that I then was God's presence with them. And Jafat said in that moment, he, he recognized and he realized that in order to live out his calling of protecting and caring for his people, that calling was gonna take a little bit of a different look. He began to seek out other children who were wandering in the wilderness and he started an orphanage for them. Children came from all sorts of situations to that orphanage. And he said, I may be in the wilderness, 
but I'm not alone. God is with me, and I want these kids to know that God's with them too. Now, the situation was still a struggle. Life was still a struggle. It was a struggle for this orphanage to get food and support. But each and every morning, they would wake up and sing to God. Each and every day, they would be reminded of the God who had delivered God's people for years and years was delivering them as well. That God's love ruled and reigned with them. No matter how bleak and desolate the circumstances seemed. We may not have Jafat's story, but we all have stories of our wilderness wanderings. And we have voices that tell us that it is up to us to get ourselves out, that we are alone. But God tells us a different story. God offers us the words of belovedness for us and for all of God's children. So today, let us receive that reassurance of God. Let us remember the power and presence of God with us in all of our deserted wilderness wanderings, in all of our questions and doubts, in all of our fears and anxieties. God is with us. We are not alone. And as we receive these words, let us share them so that the world can know all of those kingdoms that Christ looked out over. We all already belong to God who is bringing us through whatever wilderness wanderings we encounter in our lives. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so incredibly thankful for your presence. Your presence that is promised to be with us not only in the good, not only when we are good, but all the time because you are good. I pray today that each and every one of us can feel your presence as we wander through the wilderness of this world. That you will be with us through our questions and doubts, through our relationship struggles, through our health diagnoses, through all that we encounter. Be with us and empower us as you did Jesus so long ago to resist the voices that tell us you are not there. Empower us to receive your love and to share your love that exists 
in all places and all spaces. Help us to remember, to know, and to proclaim that your love does indeed go forth everywhere. Help us to share that love and through that love to transform your world. Amen.